All right, wait. Don't let no. Don't start just yet. Scott Sutter just walked in. <laughs> he's, he's getting I'll a, ruin everything. Yeah, he's getting the diet mountain. He are, he already does. Let's be honest. Jimmy says you already do ruin everything. I'm putting this in the podcast. It's going in. I'm not editing this. No, out. don't put this in the podcast. It's going oh, in. <laughs> Bye, Scott. It's not, it's not the first time Scott Sutter has ruined the podcast, nor will it be the last, ladies and <laughs> Classic gentlemen. Classic Scott. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthi, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. I'm switching it up this week. I'm eating a yogurt right at the beginning. This is a blueberry, blackberry cream. Mm. We've got a great show for you today, highlighted by our review of scary stories to tell in the dark and where to find them. Let's do it. That one movie podcast. Stomp. <laughs> The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. All right, Holden, before we get into that, are you ready to play some Toms? Well, no, I'm not. I actually wasn't expecting it. I was thinking we were just going to go right into scary stories to tell in the dark and where to find them, Jimmy. But apparently, oh, God damn it, I got yogurt on the mic. <laughs> Here we go. Off to a good well, start. Interesting episode so far. Also, shout out to another Sutter. Was it Logan who wanted me to upload the podcast to YouTube? Yeah. Because he couldn't... Okay, for one, our podcast is on a website called anchor.fm. That's the URL. So literally, if you have internet access, you can get it through there. Also, you don't need a paid Spotify account to get on Spotify, which is available on like every platform, too. So I don't know what he's talking about. You can get it anywhere. Or you could just put it on YouTube, Jimmy. Yeah, well then maybe you could just put it on YouTube. Maybe I will. <laughs> Tom's is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's, Broca, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started. Holden, first off. Ooh. This is this broke today, I believe. Ooh. Just Ooh, breaking news. <laughs> Brand John new. Will- John Williams' brother, Don Williams. <laughs> is that really his name? <laughs> yeah, it is. Don Williams. Short for Donathan. <laughs> Don Williams explained how John Williams' score for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, will have every Star Wars theme in it. He qualified mm. that by stating how some of them will only appear for a couple measures, but that they're all in there. He also indicated that John Williams has about two hours and 15 minutes of music to write for the movie, indicating that the runtime for the movie could be well over two hours. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I heard about this earlier today. I just, I think, I'm not sure I actually read a whole article or anything on it, but I saw the headline and I was like, well, that's cool. I don't know what all they consider a Star Wars theme, but probably all the famous famous ones yeah i'm like duel of the fates you know Ooh. battle of the heroes is it is that it 
I don't know. Obi Anakin versus Obi Wan. That stuff. It's one of them. We'll get some prequel stuff in there. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get Duel of the Fates. We got to. Right? Yeah, you you can't just say all the Star Wars themes and not put Duel of the Fates in there. You know, I mean, you're gonna have a lot of original trilogy stuff, of course. You'll have some of the new trilogy stuff, of course. Yeah, of course. Sounds interesting. I'm gonna give it to Brokaw. I think it's a good thing. I want to hear all the themes in there. It means they're wrapping it all up, and it means uh, you know Darth Maul's coming back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say, uh, my my only hesitation about this is one, one of my biggest criticisms about the other soundtracks is I felt of this new trilogy is that I felt like they relied too heavily on the older stuff because I always like hearing new John Williams stuff. Yeah, so far uh, this has been the weakest score of the three trilogies, mm -hmm. definitely. But, uh, you know, we'll see. He's got to, you'll have some new stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it a Brokaw though, because it's all overall, good music. Broca, it's John Williams. I mean, not to be confused with Don Williams. Donathan. <laughs> His brother. Donathan Williams. Donathan Favreau. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> all right. Moving on. This is a, not a lot of news this week. So I was kind of scraping oh, out the dang. bottom of the barrel. Um, in a screening of Taika Waititi's upcoming film Jojo Rabbit, a Disney executive apparently, quote, grew audibly uncomfortable, end quote, <laughs> while watching the film. Uh, Waititi made the film with a Fox studio. I think it was Fox Searchlight, and which is obviously now owned by Disney. And the executive seemed to not appreciate the edgy satire of the film. All right. So... <laughs> Let go at it, old. All right, so <laughs> that's interesting. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to think about that. I mean, that probably means it's gonna be good. I like me some edgy satire, <laughs> especially if it makes old people feel bad. <laughs> but um, we knew, we know it's you, Robert Allen Iger. Yeah, just come Robert. out and admit it. <laughs> or it's you know Walt Disney himself, who reportedly <laughs> was a little bit anti-Semitic. <laughs> So they brought they, Walt Disney out from the freezer just to watch this showing. <laughs> he was a little uncomfortable. He, he was, yeah. He disagreed with the portrayal of Adolf Hitler in that yeah. movie. <laughs> uh, I think this is dumb. I and I, I hope this doesn't mean they're gonna quit making edgy stuff with yeah. the Fox properties because it's like. Don't just buy everything and then start censoring everything to fit the Disney brand. Exactly. Evil Disney empire. Yeah, I mean, I, I was under the impression... I mean, obviously, they're going to say this when they're buying the, the studio, but I was under the impression when they were buying Fox that they were going to, like, try to keep, you know, the Fox properties as they were in term and whatnot, but they better they do just, that. <laughs> they just bought it because they wanted to fire a lot of people. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a Bombadil. Uh, this is dumb. Yeah, it's satire. It's supposed to be edgy. I'm gonna give it a Bombadil oh. from the from the Settle side of Walt, Walt Disney, but I'm gonna give it a Brokaw <laughs> from the side of I like old people feeling bad. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, the most well-loved writer-producers of any media ever. We're signed to Netflix, signed by Netflix to write, produce, and direct TV shows and mm -hmm. movies for them for a bajillion dollars. I don't even know what <laughs> this means. They're apparently making the next Star Wars trilogy, so this the timing of this seems really weird. Because like, 
Aren't, shouldn't they be busy for like the next six years? Honestly, I don't. I don't understand what's going on here. Honestly, I would not be surprised if that Star Wars stuff isn't happening anymore. I I don't know what's happening. Yeah, like d- Lucasfilm just seems to be an absolute mess right now. Mm-hmm. After Star Wars Episode Nine, they announced that they're going to be the next film, but why would they sign this huge deal with Netflix, and then? at the same time be developing these movies yeah my prediction is that their deal with lucasfilm fell through for one reason or another and the public just doesn't know about it yet so now they're with netflix because now they're not now they're not doing their confederate series for hbo either (laughs) (laughs) oh that would have made walt feel really actually no walt probably would have liked that one maybe i don't know i don't know he did write Song of the South or whatever. It's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that I'm gonna give this. Z- I'm gonna give this a bombadil. What is happening? Um, okay, and why is everybody trying to sign them when they're literally just despised by everyone? Yeah, I don't know. It it, it seems like a weird. It's move. just. It just seems like I I personally still like them. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't hate them. I mean, but so many people are just don't like their name on something is just going to make people angry at this point so from a standpoint of a company why why would you do that honestly if you wait a couple years this could just be this could be looked upon as like a ryan johnson situation and if they come out with something good then people might not care as much i mean i know people are angry at them for game of thrones but people are also mad at star wars for being bad quote unquote um, but they, they're still mad at Ryan Johnson. They're not. I, no, I not know. Mad at him I know. Still. But it's it's calmed down a little bit. And if Knives Out turns out to be great, like we might think it might be, then I feel like Ryan Johnson will be won't be looked upon so negatively. Yeah, but I think this is, I don't know, I people just absolutely. I thought the the hate for season eight of Game of Thrones was more more unanimous i mean i didn't hate it i thought it was all right um i thought it got worse as it went on but like the the last jedi was at least mixed you know Mm -hmm. there were some people who really liked it not a lot of season eight apologists in terms of absolutely loving it all right conspiracy game of thrones season eight was hated but also so was the eighth star wars movie maybe you just should stop making eight things (laughs) Studios (laughs) (laughs) Studios <laughs> <laughs> and and Hateful Eight, yeah, is one of the least liked Tarantino films. Even though it's great, and you guys should shut up if you don't like and, it. And and Windows Eight, people didn't like that either. Ooh, we're uncovering something big here, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Bad things come in eights, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> also, I like a lot of those things. Thor: The Dark World is probably the eighth MCU movie. It's also the worst. I think we're onto something. <laughs> Simulation confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh have we given that a rating yet? I'm gonna give this a Bombadil. Uh, what's going on? Yeah, Bombadil. F- figure out what's going on, Lucasfilm. What is happening? <laughs> what is Robert Allen Wait, are, No, we're we're rating we're rating them going to Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is make because them going to Netflix okay. means what are they are the it, 
are they not committed to Lucasfilm? Okay. I was anymore? making sure you weren't caught up in the tangent we went on. I'm going to give no. it a Bombadil as well. <laughs> but like, and it's not like, oh, you're going to just make like a one movie for Netflix. No, this is like, you're going to write things for like the rest of your life for mm-hmm. us, apparently. Or like for the next decade. Because they just threw tons of money at them, which is just a weird concept to me. Yeah, ne- Netflix it was is- like they're It was like they're buying their exclusive rights to anything they make. Netflix but is, they're also making Star Wars right now, which seems very incompatible to me. They, uh, Netflix is like trying to stay ahead in this ever-growing streaming market, and here they are hiring, throwing tons of money at like the two most hated <laughs> writers in Hollywood <laughs> right now. So good on you, Netflix. Netflix. I think Netflix's days are maybe numbered. We'll see. But speaking of days that are numbered. Business Insider reported that MoviePass intentionally changed the passwords of its heaviest users last summer in order to reduce costs. In addition to that, they apparently also intentionally, quote-unquote, malfunctioned when Mission Impossible Fallout came out in last July. (laughs) Not a great look for MoviePass. (laughs) Apparently they did this because they literally were out of money. (laughs) I imagine that. I cannot believe they're still around. <laughs> I figured like within a couple exist. months of this the last summer debacle they were going to be gone and they're still here somehow. And like, they just got caught doing this. Yeah. Like completely unethical. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I I was still using MoviePass last summer and I remember trying to see Mission Impossible Fallout with it and yeah, it was a big big old mess big old mess yeah uh obviously bombadil yeah bombadil movie pass movie pass needs to go away the tale of icarus (laughs) you get it (laughs) yeah you get it uh final piece of news i have holden i just found this out today maybe maybe it's more common knowledge it's not really breaking news but i thought it was worth something to share uh willem dafoe revealed that there was no script for The Lighthouse, the upcoming black-and-white film in which he co-stars with soon-to-be Batman Robert Pattinson. Uh, Defoe stated that most of the film was improvised. I think that's really interesting. Apparently, there were certain story beats they knew were going to happen, but, like, there was never a script, I guess. That... That makes me really happy because all I've heard is that Willem Dafoe is just like this really just like stereotype angry <laughs> captain old man. <laughs> and so if he's just like acting like that with no script, that's great. That's what Willem Dafoe is. And for those of you who are unaware, Willem Dafoe is Holden's choice actor to represent him in his... Uh, in the movie about his life. Yeah, when they make a movie about my life and or this podcast this eventually, podcast. Uh, Willem Dafoe will be playing me. So, yeah, that's that. It, and I will uh, have uh, Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> what a duo. <laughs> uh, that was a, that, hopefully not. <laughs> so, no, it's out no there offense. now. It's going to happen. <laughs> No offense, Kevin James, but uh, <laughs> you peaked at ball blart. You peaked at zookeeper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this a Thomas two thumbs up, Broca, the good old T-T-T-U-B. Oh, yeah, same here. <laughs> Thomas Turtle Broca. 
There you have it. That is Tom's this week, unless holding that some more news. I, He's got one piece of news. I've actually, I've actually got a couple. So I, I don't think we talked about this last week, but I've been hearing things that supposedly the, I think it's the, uh, Venice Film Festival director has seen Joker, or whatever. Yes. What is this? I haven't heard this. Yeah, since. and he said it's like just amazing or something i i can't remember uh yeah well so is the justice league when it was screened so joker uh let me see exactly what he said um i can't find it it must not have been venice maybe it was new york well anyway regardless i i remember seeing something about that the film uh the the festival director has seen it already um and he said it was really really good that's not his words but something like that so it makes me excited for joker there you go i'll give that a broke i want that movie to be good so badly same here i'm i i have such high hopes for it i want to does it come out it's the first week of october there we go um and then the other thing i had was uh because i know you care about this jimmy uh, Harry Styles uh, turned down the part for the prince in The Little Mermaid. Oh man, I'm <laughs> devastated personally. I am too. I loved Harry Styles, and I think he was in Dunkirk. Dunkirk. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was good in that. I think. I mean, he didn't really talk, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, that's an obvious bombadil. Yeah, that's a bombadil situation here. Jeez, I. This Little Mermaid movie is like my most hyped movie of whenever it's coming out. So, of all sad time. face. Oh yeah, of all time. <laughs> Move over, Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna wrap up Tom's for this week. Oh, yeah. Good job. Yeah, you weren't ready, but you 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 came through. Good job. I, I had some stuff. Holden, exciting news. Today, we have another ran- random segment. No way, because I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know Jimmy. if you'll ever... Whenever the day <laughs> the day you come up with one will be uh, truly random. Oh. will be um, unexpected. So before we get into it, I, I went down to Kansas City with some friends this weekend. Um, and we went to a Chinese market there. Like, it was this big Chinese market next to the big uh, farmer's market. It was pretty cool. Classic Kansas City. Classic Kansas City. <laughs> um, but I I was, I was, almost spent my 5 yuan bill there. <laughs> you mean my 5 yuan bill? Uh, it's mine right now. So it's a, It is a mine, literally. So you better not lose it, Bucko. Uh, I'm the one that has it. To- <laughs> because you haven't come up with a random segment forever. <laughs> no, anyway. if you won, you, if, if you were better at rigging you know, these I, things. I, I will just start rigging them in my favor. Then. Please don't. Today we're going to play a game called Set Your Sight-tles on These Bad Titles. Okay. Get it? Because it's a game about bad titles with a bad title. See layers of humor. Okay. Layers, Holden. Work with me. Layers. Like an the ogre. name of the <laughs> like an onion. Yeah. The name of the game is to determine whether the name of the movie is real or fake. Oh, I might be good at this. I know like a lot of shitty movie titles and whatnot. Okay. So we'll, well see. That's... Some of these titles are so bad 
it will be difficult to tell if they are real or not. Um, there are 13 titles. You must get eight of them correct because the first one is a gimme point. Holden, okay. you will get it. The pressure is on. Are you ready? Uh, well, first of all, are any of these translated? I don't know. I found them on the internet. God damn or it. Or came up with them. Okay. Translated from my mind. Fine. I'll go with it even though you, you should have figured that out, Jimmy. All right, Holden. Number one, it's a gimme point. Here you go. <laughs> we laughed at it when in, together in the theater when we saw the title. It is, The Sun is Also a Star. <laughs> mm. Real or fake? I want to say <laughs> it's real. Okay, it's, it's real. Let's move on. You enjoyed that out way too long. <laughs> All right, you're one for one. Congratulations. I literally just told you the answer. Yeah. Number two, teaching Mrs. Tingle, real or fake? Oh, I, I, I'm not familiar with this one. It's real. That is real. Holden. Okay. Two for two. Congratulations. Number three, the Englishman who went up a hill but came down a mountain. What a fantastic tale. Um, I'm going to go with fake. Nope, that's real. God damn it. Two for three. Uh. Number four. Dreamer inspired by a true story. Real or fake? Real. That's real. Okay. Congratulations. You're three for four. On to number five. (laughs) Papa's lollipopas. <laughs> Papa's lolly. Oh, sorry. Papa's lollipopa. Not plural. Real. Real or fake? It's fake. Hold God on. damn Come it! On. I made that up. <laughs> I butchered it though. That helped sell the effect. Yeah, it You're did. Three for five. Yeah, that's a pretty good three for five. Sorry, right. you're on pace. All right. Actually, maybe not. Number six. <laughs> Fart, the movie. <laughs> Classic. Fart, the movie. Um, fart, the movie. That's fake. That's real. God damn it. <laughs> Three for six, Holden. I think the five UM bills coming back to me. <laughs> I hope you're in the mood for some Christmas spirit, because number seven and eight are both Christmas theme. Number seven, Santa with muscles. Real or fake? Sounds like a good movie if it's real. Yeah, right. Sounds like a good idea if it's not. (laughs) You're three for six, Holden. This is crucial. Real. With muscles is real. Congratulations. You're four for seven. We're moving on to number eight. Another holiday theme. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. That's real. I know that one. That is real. Holden, you're five for eight. Coming back. Back in the game. Mystery Science Theater did that one. Congratulations. Number nine, dollar sign. Literally the symbol that is the dollar (laughs) sign. (laughs) Real or fake? That's fake. Nope, it's real. That's real? It is real, Holden. You are five for nine. It's okay. My drinking problem. You got to get, you get, you got to three out of four. Otherwise, it's coming back. You are five for nine. You gotta get three out of four. Number ten. Okay. Love is the brightest darkness. 
<laughs> love is the brightest darkness. Fake. That's fake. Okay. Yes. Sounds sounds like Jaden Smith's movie though. That just sounds like <laughs> the sun is also a star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number eleven. You're six for ten, Holden. Still got to get okay. two out of three. Okay. Existence, but it's spelled E lowercase E capital X lowercase I S T E N capital Z. Existence. Real or fake? Real. That's real. Okay. Hold on. Seven for 11, 7 11. Good gas station. You got to get just one out of two. You just got to get one of the next two right. All right, all right. <laughs> Number 12. Deathbed. The bed that eats. Shit. <laughs> That's fake. It's real. God damn it. No. <laughs> you have to get the last one right. Oh, no. sound of the wire. For 12. You got to get eight out of 13. This last one, real or fake, snake out of Compton. <laughs> oh. Real or fake, snake out of Compton. It all comes down to this. <laughs> this sounds like a porn parody. <laughs> Um, shit. That is real. It is real. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. You got it. Thank God. <laughs> what is Snake Out of Compton? I, it's a. Uh, I stumbled it on. I stumbled upon it on Voodoo the other day. I just looked at the poster, and it's just the straight out of Compton logo, but it's like a giant snake. It looks up the. It looks like you know uh, Sharknado. Oh, okay. That sort of. Probably that aired sort of on sci-fi. Demographic. <laughs> Congratulations, Holden. That wraps up another successful random segment for Holden. I got to start rigging these more, so no. you start losing. <laughs> All right, shall we res- uh, shall we review scary stories to tell in the dark? Hold up, can I throw away my yogurt? Fine. That yogurt was just gonna sit there and bother me the whole time if I didn't get to throw that away. So, thank you. Did you get it off your microphone there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a little bit. It wasn't too bad. It was pretty scary, just like this movie. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, let's begin with the synopsis here. For the for those who have not seen the movie, this is the non-spoiler review, of course. Spoilers will be coming. I don't know if we'll have that much to say in spoilers. Here's our non-spoiler review. Here's the synopsis. The shadow of the Bellows family has loomed large in the small town of Mill Valley for generations. It's in a mansion that young Sarah Bellows turns her tortured life and horrible secrets into a series of scary stories. These terrifying tales soon have a way of becoming all too real for a group of unsuspecting teens who stumble upon Sarah's spooky home. Holden, what were your thoughts on scary stories to tell in the dark? Uh, before we start, a couple things. Uh, one, I know we had said we were either going to do Dora or a list this week, so we completely did not follow that from last week. The second thing, I don't. I personally haven't read the books. Have you? 
No. Okay. So neither of us have read the book. So this is coming from people who aren't familiar with the source material. I mean, I remember seeing it at like the book fair, <laughs> the Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair. The Scholastic <laughs> Book Fair. But that's rest it. in peace. Um, I wonder if that's still a thing. <laughs> okay. Um, the movie. I thought the movie was good. It wasn't great, but it was a decent movie. I. Uh, I don't know. Uh, that's just my general thought. What's yours? Mine was yeah, decent. All right, is the are the adjectives mm-hmm. passable, not great, <laughs> just very middle of the road, like fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, the main thing that like we can say, or one of the biggest praises I have for this movie is how well it works as like a kids horror movie, because I think it works really well as like. Well, like everyone's calling it a, a gateway uh, horror movie or whatever. I think it works pretty well as that. It, and from what I understand, it kind of has a similar effects as to what the books have and the fact that there is some like somewhat disturbing imagery in this movie, just kind of like the books. Um, but it's nothing like really so bad that like a, like a 10 year old couldn't handle or whatever. No, which is why maybe... I, I see, like, PG-13 seems like an awkward place for mm-hmm. it to me. Because if it's PG, then then it's the gateway, yeah. right? But PG-13, it's like the kids who can go to this movie without, you know, adult supervision or whatever, they've probably seen something, you know, scarier than this. Yeah. Or, you know, more intense or, what you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this is not, uh, not going to rock their socks off in terms of frights and you know language and all that so i it just seems like a weird place yeah for me well, because i think once you get to that age you're going to be looking at the you go to the you know the party or whatever your friends get together you're going to watch a legit scary movie you're not going to watch the pg-13 scary movie yeah. but if you're 10 years old you know you're going to watch i guess i guess maybe down the line when this becomes like a or you can rent it or something mm-hmm. Then it makes more sense. You get the friend get together, and you're like all nine and ten years old. You're like, ooh, but that's then a scary movie. Yeah, but I think uh, you know, I think it makes more sense if it's. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Well, I just think it's a weird middle ground. I don't know if it's a necessary thing. That w- I don't know if it was needed. I I I feel like we might just be inventing this middle ground, this gateway. Yeah. When you don't need one, maybe not. It's. So it's kind of a shame. Well, I mean, it's kind of a shame because it's not really the movie's fault uh, that it has the PG-13 rating. That's like the the ratings board. That's their decision or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of a shame. I, I get what you mean, like, because I, I never really watched. I mean, I guess the closest to a gateway horror movie I probably had was Monster House. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. Growing up. But is that PG? I think so. I think that's PG. Um, yeah. But that's like, what I'm saying. Like it makes sense. It would make more sense if it was PG. Yeah, and I, I, I wish it was. I think this movie. I get why it's PG-13 because there are some like, like some of the creatures and stuff are kind of creepy or looking and whatever. Oh, I, I think this movie is definitely PG-13. And I'm not even gonna say that it's. I think it's probably a better movie because it's PG-13. Yeah. As opposed to PG, I just don't think they're like it's. I feel like it's making up this demographic that doesn't really exist. And the people who are seeing it 
are kind of seeing it more because they read the book or they're like, oh, it looks fine, you know? I don't know. And or they or they didn't realize it was PG-13 when they went to it. I don't know. I think, I think the demographics there because I mean, there's always kids that are like interested in these types of movies. It, but it, they, it just can't really reach that demographic because of the rating on the movie, and that's kind of the shame. Um, I don't know. I apparently, from what I understand, the books are kind of in a similar vein where a lot of people when the books first came out, like parents were kind of up in arms because they were like available for kids yet they had these like really creepy illustrations and somewhat disturbing stories in it um so i don't know i guess the movie being pg-13 and technically open to kids but not like i don't know i I guess it kind of makes sense all right yeah let's let's move on Mm -hmm. from that sure to the actual critiquing of the movie for me the first like 20 minutes of this movie are just terrible like i did i was not entertained yeah at all i i was like oh man this is off to a rough start it's what have you done holden it's (laughs) it's kind of weird because this movie it it starts out and it's just kind of doing its own thing and meeting the characters and whatever and then all of a sudden one of the except i mean like doing its own thing as translating into being the most generic movie ever (laughs) in terms of introduction of characters and like yeah terrible so cliche dialogue that's like not funny but it thinks it's funny but then at then at one point this isn't i'm not going to consider this a spoiler but then at one point like 20 minutes in one of the characters is just like do you want to go see a haunted house (laughs) and they, (laughs) they they have like no reason to go there but that's like what kicks off the whole plot it's just they just like randomly go to this house yeah so one of my problems with this movie is the is the dialogue. It's not great. There are a couple no. funny lines here yeah. and there. Um, very minor spoilers, but literally one of the lines in this movie is, you don't read the book, the book reads you, which yeah. is just terrible. <laughs> well, and I, they, just, I laughed when they said that. That's I not even like look. a one-off line because a couple of the other characters like refer back to that line. Like later on, they're like, <laughs> oh, the book, the book read me. Oh. <laughs> Something like I'm that. afraid what happens when the book reads me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the characters in this aren't great. For me, it's like the, the antagonists. Um, you have a couple just overly mean, one-dimensional character tropes a couple of them in this movie you have like the bully who's yeah. just the meanest <laughs> kid for no reason and he's like not even uh, the cool bully no he's just kind of a loser he's just like he's like this jock but he's kind of <laughs> like this really scrawny like ugly looking jock kid <laughs> <laughs> he's not cool no <laughs> he's like beating up the scarecrow it's like wow good job you're beating up a scarecrow <laughs> so cool and that's like supposed to be like establish him as a cool character is that is that something that people did back then just wander off into cornfields and throw shit at scarecrows (laughs) like (laughs) and then another just generic character is just the overly racist cop which is like okay oh yeah Just, just hammering that home yeah um so i i thought i was like okay well these are I, these characters do absolutely nothing for me. Pretty much all the characters are pretty generic. Um, I thought the main girl was alright. Um, yeah. But besides her, like you have the funny kid who's pretty annoying for most of the movie. You have her like 
love interest. Um, and I don't know. There's the other kid who's like <laughs> taller. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that kid who's taller looked like a like a young Zachary Quinto uh, who played yeah. Spock in the recent <laughs> Star Trek I movies. See that. <laughs> I thought he was like a younger version of him, just being Spock. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The characters in this aren't great. I to me, I think my biggest problem with this movie is that it just felt like a discount. It chapter one slash Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It that's it just was felt like they were trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And they just and they didn't do it nearly as well. So well, it's like I've already seen the much better version of this. So I know what can be accomplished in like a, this genre and this is what they are accomplishing in this movie and I was like the disconnect for me was enough for me to like not really get into it well, and the, all that much the other thing it like really connects to in terms of like plot and stuff is it's very similar to the new Go- Goosebumps movie if you've seen that I don't know I haven't but I definitely got Goosebumps vibe uh, Goosebumps vibe, vibe throughout the whole thing I was like this feels like a mashup of <clears throat> the goosebump stories yeah. which is you know I, I mean scary stories was probably came out around the same time as goosebumps yeah it was 90s 90s were high to both of their popularity i think this is better than the goosebumps movie though i haven't seen it i i i would imagine i remember the goosebumps tv show being creepy when i was a kid but yeah. there but that then again that for me is like the gateway is that thing you can put on tv on like Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or Cartoon Network or whatever that you can air on a kid's network and then kids can watch it. That oh. to me seems like the 30-minute show. That seems to be the introduction for me, whereas like the PG-13 movie doesn't make as much sense. Oh, different for not everybody, that there, Jimmy. Not that there isn't... A, I think there is a demographic for it, but I think it's a small one. I think you like they would have been more effective at doing like... Uh, a TV show thing of like you know thirty minutes or like having a mini series of this or whatever. Sure, but um, you know, I don't think that this movie's bad or whatever. It's no. just, and I don't want to get too off about like what this target audience and whole thing because we already kind of talked about that for quite a bit. Yeah. Um, just overall things, I thought there the beginning again the pacing was so slow in the beginning. It, like nothing really happened. Uh, another question I have was like, how old are the kids in this movie? Yeah, I thought like they look and act like they're supposed to be like freshmen in high school, mm-hmm. but at least one of them is several years older than that. Yeah, and can drive and other things I won't talk about first, you know, to avoid spoilers. But well, in the uh, uh, yeah. the older sister character or whatever, she didn't seem like any older than the kids really. Why well, I, I just kind of assumed she was like the junior senior in high school, and they were like the freshmen in yeah. high school. I don't know. She didn't seem like but even they didn't, that much older. They didn't establish establish that. Yeah, and there were things later that kind of point out that they may be older than that, but then she's supposed to be older than them. Yeah. So what's going on? I don't know. Uh, the humor, couple funny lines, but again, for me, a lot of n- not funny lines. And it's not nearly as funny, entertaining, or as scary as it chapter one to me. Uh, really, not even close. I so yeah, not not that this is a, a horrendous movie. It's a decent movie, 
but it's hard to enjoy when you've seen it's hard to enjoy this movie when you've seen a much better version of this same movie and they're like they don't they it's in the 60s and they show a lot of 60s things at the beginning it, but it it just felt like another 80s movie to me I, it didn't f- I, I didn't feel any different i didn't think it felt like 80s but i just felt like it could have been set at literally any time because there was like really <laughs> nothing that i mean aside from like the car that that one kid drives like there's really nothing that makes it need to be set then i know it could have been set today yeah like there's really nothing about like they use like walkie talkies they could have easily just texted each other exactly (laughs) i don't know there's a lot of weird and then the kids like it becomes and it turns into like this mystery for some reason (laughs) i don't know why (laughs) i i'm like why is this important they just kind of determined it was important and then it ended up being important a lot of they didn't really show or you know yeah imply why that would be important a lot of the uh slower parts of the movie for me were kind of lost on me because i had an interesting experience in the theater where i was sitting next to a couple that was like making out half the movie (laughs) (laughs) what is up with the people of lincoln i know why can't they just go to a movie i know and watch it (laughs) and it was like this like every week you've had something (laughs) it was like this like 30 year old couple too they were just like sitting there kissing the entire time and then like two rows in front of me there's this woman who like keeps bringing out her phone and i think her like screen was broken or something and she was trying to like make it work and she kept like tapping the screen really loudly like trying to like just hitting like this and (laughs) eventually i like went and sat in one of the first three rows like halfway through the movie and i had a much better time down there (laughs) that's my Um, little story but i mean (laughs) i'm i i I feel like I kind of missed some of the uh, slower parts of the movie because I was getting so distracted. <laughs> well, consider yourself lucky because the strength of this movie, the strongest part of this movie for me, are the scary stories. Like, mm-hmm. it is the scary stories themselves. I was entertained during those. Some of them were pretty creepy or disgusting. Yeah. Or, you know, actually, more than I thought it was going to be. Like, there was one part where I, I jumped quite a bit. Not that it's going to, like, have long-term, like, ooh, disturbing effects mm. on my psyche, but it was, like, in the moment, I was like, ah, jeez. There, ah. there were, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, pretty much all the stories I thought were pretty entertaining. I don't think there was a single one that I was kind of mad you know, about. If if not predictable. I mean, yeah. this movie is quite predictable, which, you know, it's, again, kind of toning it down for kids more likely to have that predictable mm-hmm. story um so that's the thing about it i the ending of this movie i thought was just bad yeah i did not the like very, the ending of this movie we can end. talk about it <laughs> we can talk about it in spoilers the very, the very end, end is pretty bad <laughs> i wasn't sure why they did that for the very end and it wasn't like so much a left turn as it was like you didn't need to do this <laughs> like oh, uh, there, there's a part of the end that is just terrible. Um, we'll get into it in spoilers, so that's something we can at least talk about. I'm trying to see. I'm looking at my okay. notes here. If I have any other major things to say, I don't think so. Overall, acting was fine. I don't. Nobody really stood out as like a terrible actor. 
uh, I you know it, the script was really where I had the problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, the visually looked decent. Uh, I, I thought I yeah. thought all of the creatures looked like pretty great, especially like the ones that were completely uh, practical. Yeah, like, I, I I did like that. Like uh, I don't know, the the practical effects in this movie were pretty great. Some of the computer uh, effects can get a little wonky at times, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All the the costumes and stuff were awesome. Yeah. Um, so, anything else to add before we get to our final rating? Um, no, I don't think so. You don't watch this movie. This movie watches you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the end, decent movie. It's thoroughly all right. Um, I kind of felt the same way about it as I did... Um, the Andre Overdahl's other movie, the director of this movie, the other movie of his that I've seen, The Autopsy of Jane Doe, thought that movie was thoroughly all right. That one's more critically well-received yeah, than this one is. a lot of people like that one. Have you seen it? I haven't, no. It's, I thought it was pretty generic as well. <laughs> okay. um, in the end, I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to give it uh six wow you're lower than i was yeah i know i was surprised you gave it a seven you said it was like middle of the road so i was expecting like a five i well you know coming off hobbs and shaw i was entertained enough by it i thought this if the scary stories weren't entertaining then that loss loses me i'm never going to see this movie again i have no intention of doing it i don't want to uh, it'd be a scary story if I had to watch this again. That's for sure. I'll watch it uh, again if someone w- wants to watch it with me, but I'm not going to seek it out. Nope. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. Okay. Shall we get into spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. So, Holden, this movie sets up for a sequel for some yeah. reason. <laughs> The very end of this movie is bizarre because it like it isn't really built up to in the rest of the movie and it's just kind of weird. So the the I mean the daughter the the main character in this movie drives off with Hank from Breaking Bad, <laughs> who's her dad, who by the way is very underutilized in this movie. Yeah, why did he take this role? Yeah, he does nothing. He's not even part of like any of the scary stories. Like, no, very disappointing. He literally has no point anyway. Um, and they're driving off, and she's like, we're going to find my friends who disappeared. And then, for some reason, the older sister of one of the kids is in the back of the car. The worst, one of the worst characters in the movie. Yeah, she's just there, <laughs> like, for some reason. And her cheek is, like, just thoroughly messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but that was so weird. I Like, I thought... They're like, we broke the curse, but... The friends are still gone. I thought the plot itself concluded fine, but like, I just—I don't know why that was there. <laughs> they just want a sequel in case this movie does really well, which it's doing fine, so maybe it will. <laughs> I oh we'll, man, maybe we'll get more scary stories to tell in the dark. I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna see the sequel. I hope you we can... do, just so then I can make Jimmy go see it. 
No, I will <laughs> go to. <laughs> I will go Why? to. Why do you like a, any other movie? <laughs> you gave this movie a seven oh. out of ten, but you like hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just. I we we gave about so many nine out of tens that I I feel like I just gotta compensate for that a little bit. I'm giving like, it the last same, couple weeks same rating as Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so. This movie's this last movie was better than Hobbs and Shaw. Uh. Maybe for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're both not tremendous. No, they're not. Um, we mentioned the creatures in this movie are very good, and I want to talk about the creatures. There you go. Um, the the first one that you really run into is Harold the Scarecrow, and the Scarecrow in this movie is pretty good. I like it. It's and looks, I believe, is pretty similar to the book yeah, illustration. I think all of the creatures in this are similar, are very similar to the uh, illustrations in the books from what I've seen. I've seen, like, a few pictures of them. Um, I think the red, the red Room one might be a little different. I think that's pretty similar. Okay. Uh, for, me, for me, I like the Scarecrow one the best. Okay. Of the stories, personally. Uh, the, the Scarecrow... Also, also didn't make any sense. You, you like... I gotta get the eggs. And he goes into the, the chicken coop yeah. to get the eggs. And then he's like, I, I'm gonna walk through the cornfield no. to get back to where I came from. I think the when he walks into the cornfield, that's he's supposed to have the eggs already by then, because he has the eggs in the basket. And he does. So I don't know why he goes into the cornfield. I assume he's just like, maybe he like cuts through there to get to the place that he's supposed to go to. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But the Scarecrow... <laughs> looks cool uh i like that it's kind of like torn to shreds and it's kind of just like this shitty looking scarecrow it doesn't even like have a whole body attached like its whole torso is just like gone <laughs> pretty much um yeah i i don't know i i just thought it was pretty cool the face is creepy it walks around and it's pretty creepy and then it stabs the kid with the pitchfork <laughs> and turns into a, and t- turns him into a scarecrow <laughs> which by what happened to the original scarecrow i don't know that's what i want to know uh i thought if you only had a brain am i right the, <laughs> ooh, the, i <laughs> i thought the uh the whole him like getting turning into hay i thought that was pretty good i liked that quite a bit yeah i, I thought the effects there were pretty good and it was just very creative and weird um, and I'm sure that's how it ends in the book too. Probably someone gets stabbed with a pitchfork and pukes up some hay or something. <laughs> um, but I, so my favorite is actually the, the pale lady in the red room. I did. That was probably my second favorite. Yeah. I just, although that one wasn't that, it wasn't that scary. I just thought it was interesting. I, yeah. I don't know exactly why. I thought the costume i thought the costume was creepy i thought like the design i was like geez if i saw that if i had seen this movie as like a real little kid i think if i was 10 i probably would have been fine but if i had seen this movie as like a real little kid that would have like freaked me out that probably would have really i i didn't think she was scary at all i thought she was i don't know it's just like it's just like her eyes and i think her mouth i think is like the main (laughs) Ah, thing she doesn't have nipples (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the horror um yeah i don't know i i i she just in the way 
I, I've always been like terrified of the thought of something like just being able to reach you by walking very slowly and stuff. That that whole thing, like the fact that she just keeps appearing down the halls and everything, um, and she just keeps getting closer. I'm like that that would terrify me as a kid. That was like See? for that some... would terrify me if it was Michael Myers. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Michael, but she just kind of, she kind of just gave him a hug. Yeah, I she mean, she just wanted to hug. When she gave him a hug, I was like, oh, maybe she's nice. <laughs> like, she's <laughs> no, just, no, just she... giving him a hug. <laughs> I kept thinking like, there were a couple times in that scene where like she would just appear out of like thin air. Like, what would that look like if you were there? Like, it obviously looks fine because you're editing the movie. But like, if you were that kid and she just like appears out of nowhere, that would be like really just. <laughs> weird oh, yeah i don't know that's something that i i i noticed but i thought that whole kind of insane asylum part was weird yeah they just kind of like snuck in for they're like we need to see your records yeah why i don't know because they'll probably have some clue and the Her family probably electrocuted her i guess <laughs> the setup for that like story too the kid just like kind of tells he's like oh man i had a dream last night about a red room and there's a scary pale lady <laughs> i'm like i'm not going to the red room okay we'll go without you and then we'll leave you alone yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i thought it was, it'll just it, it'll just be a sec let's just for it, <laughs> let's just go through all these files it was kind of funny but it was also like really dumb how when they 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 get to the hospital and then they're like oh the records are in the red room and then they just kind of like laugh at the other kid <laughs> like <laughs> even though like all this horrible stuff has been going on and they know that it's gonna go wrong they just kind of laugh at him <laughs> they're like oh it's the red room <laughs> yeah uh yeah <laughs> i don't know that uh that that kid he was the comic relief one he was the most annoying to me I didn't think like really anything he said was funny. I but. thought the one line he he had was the one where he's like, "Oh, this is why I don't read books." Oh, I don't remember that. That's the only one that made me laugh. Oh, okay, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was hilarious, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of this movie, just, um, just like the rest of it. Yeah. The the other stories in this movie are good as well uh they don't stand out as much i thought like the one where the kid like bites into the toe was kind of that, that was gross yeah that was gross although at the same time i'm like like you're just blindly scooping into this stew and you obviously got this weird big ch chunk of something like wouldn't you look at it <laughs> like, it seemed know. weird and then he like hides under the bed. Yeah. Instead of just breaking his window, <laughs> getting the heck out of there. I think that was the creepiest part for me is when that thing was just like under his bed, and they showed it like the. Oh really? I I just jumped. Okay. Like it was more the jump of it. Yeah, there's like, a lot. I of wasn't expect. I thought they were just gonna drag him. That was it. That they drag drug him, and then they jumped. They had that jump scare too. Which again, a lot of the horror in this movie is the jump scares. Yeah. Which is I. I'm a more of a fan of having the atmospheric horror. I you know. I wasn't like really tense at all in this movie. Um, I wasn't either. It uh, was just more that I okay. When's the jump scare? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, it, I 
part of the reason why I keep looking at this from kind of a more positive lens is because I kept looking at it as like a horror movie for a younger audience. And so like for these movies that aren't tense for me, I'm just like, well, normally if this was a normal horror movie, I'd be kind of upset, but I'm just, I'm, I'm here and I'm kind of like, eh, I'm sure the younger viewers would be scared of a, of a scarecrow or something. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm saying, like the 10-year-olds mm-hmm. who'd watch Goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, what did you think of the, the creature that can tear its limbs apart? That was probably my least favorite. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really like I liked when the cop just started shooting. <laughs> 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 what the heck? No, I think, I, think he says, I think he says, like, what the shit or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> this is like a kid's movie? What the heck? Um, yeah, but he, he just, like, starts shooting it, <laughs> which was fun. That was probably the funniest part of the movie for me. <laughs> my brother, I went with my brother and his wife, and we were, we thought that was the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> um, uh. I, I like the idea of creatures that can, like, kind of dismember themselves. I think that's kind of creepy. Although, I think that what really held this one back was, like, the effects on it. Prob- yeah, bad CGI. Yeah, that was probably the worst CGI in the movie. And it was a long sequence. Yeah, too. I I mean I I'm like terrified of things like running at all fours after me, <laughs> like especially <laughs> if it's not. I mean if, if it's an animal that's scary enough, but it's if it's like weirdly uh, a, a humanoid creature that's terrifying. So I would be like scared as hell in that situation. <laughs> and then you I hit think, it. Hold he, it. I think your inner ten year old loved this movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think so. Well. <laughs> I keep thinking about to like when I watch Goosebumps and like the scariest Goosebumps for me was like the Night of the Living Dummies stuff. Oh, that the ventriloquist oh. one. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. That uh, that episode of Goosebumps like traumatized me. I was so scared of not necessarily dolls, but just like ventriloquist dolls for a long time. Ooh, after that. No, thank you. But yeah, still don't like them. Toy Story Four, man, that hard peachy. <laughs> that is a, that's a G. <laughs> Oh, that hard G. It's a hard G. It's a hard G, man. (laughs) Yeah. uh, No, my my inner 10-year-old did love this movie. Yeah. Because I was was like, man, if I was a kid, I would have just had a bang-up job with it or whatever a good term is. That was an... That was... (laughs) That's something you said. (laughs) I do that, too, where I just forget what the phrase is. Yeah. I just say something that's not right. But you get the idea. Yeah, you get that it. That happens a lot. You guys get it. You get it. Ic- you get tale it. of Icarus. We have, we have a high... We have a high... We have a very intellectual, sophisticated audience. We do. That is also high. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they get it. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. We've uh, talked about this movie for longer than I thought we would. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. I was going to say something about the kid who goes off and he's like escaping the draft, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. That kid's 18. Yeah. I guess I'm like, I, I'm like, I thought well, he was like 14. He, I think he looks 18, but like in the, Oh sense, yeah. But like in movie yeah. terms, like I thought he was supposed to be there. Like he has to be like three years older than them or something in the context of this movie. Cause how old's the main character? I, th- I thought he had, I thought he had like run away from home. How old, or something. How old's the main character? Is she supposed to be like two years older than them too? I don't know. I don't know. They're like she's a loser. It's yeah. a small town. She, also, like, this 
Was it just me? This town looked incredibly similar to the town in Halloween. To me. Um, I don't know. I guess I didn't really notice. I thought there were, like, literally houses that I'm like, this looks exactly the same. You know what? When that, like, when that, when they uh, are escaping the police station, I thought that neighborhood and that, like... And the gas station. And I thought it looked so similar to me. Yeah. I can see what you mean by that. But um, probably completely. I'm probably just crazy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, there we go. You have anything else to add, Holden? I don't think so. I think I'm out of bullets. All here. right. I'm kind of glad we didn't see Dora. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought re- Dora was supposed to be all right. Yeah, but like in the same way, this is. I'm sure you would have liked that one less. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fun to hate on movies. Yeah. Not fun to watch bad movies. No. We should see well, Angry Birds movie two this week. <laughs> <laughs> I saw they're literally using random people's tweets in the commercials. Are they really? They're like, best movie I've seen all year. And it's like ran- like the most random person on Twitter. I think Rotten Tomatoes at least has a decent score. I don't know about Metacritic. I mean, obviously Rotten Tomatoes doesn't matter that much. No, it's the meta. It's the I'm going to check Metacritic real quick because I have it out already. Uh, uh, it's at a 60. So it's Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Why do people like Hobbs and Shaw so much? Critically, I don't understand. I, it, Is anything else coming out next week? Uh, no. I think we're going to have to... Do, well, we could do Good Boys or 47 Meters Down Uncaged. <laughs> <laughs> So if you have a, a hankering to see either of those movies, we could. Uh, I can't say that I do. <laughs> Man. <laughs> the problem with me is, the or the problem for me is that the bad movies haven't been, like, enjoyably bad. Mm. That's That's been my problem this year. So. I'm really waiting I'm not... for, like, an open week where there's just, like, a really bad movie coming out. <laughs> <laughs> like Playmobil uh... the movie. We'll see what happens. Um, shall we get on to, or shall we move on to, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, let's do it. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Holden, what have you been doing the last week? I'm glad you asked, Jimmy. I, uh... I went down to Kansas City, as I previously mentioned, uh, just for a day trip. Had uh, barbecue from... I was going to say, you have some good Kansas City barbecue. Yeah, ate at uh, what Anthony Bourdain called one of the 20 places to eat in America. Um, What's it called? uh, Joe's Barbecue. I think I've been there. It's in a gas station. Oh, nope. I lied. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, I mean, it's it's a big building, but it's like... It's... It's its own self-run gas station convenience store and barbecue place. It's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, it was fantastic. That is the best barbecue I've ever had. And we waited in line for, like, over an hour <laughs> to even order. Uh, but we managed to find seating after we ordered and we sat down and ate. And it was, oh, the ribs and pulled pork. That's what I had. Mm, so good. Ever If you're ever down in Kansas City, try uh, Joe's Barbecue. Very good. Um, but yeah, just kind of a fun day down there, uh, exploring and going to markets and the art museum and whatnot. Um, 
but besides that, I finished BoJack Horseman. Uh, fantastic up until, I mean, there's, there's going to be more. There's another season on the way, hopefully this fall. But so good. I love that show. Joe Lust loves that show. Shout out to Joe Lust. I'm gonna have to talk to talk to him about this show next time I see him. Um, but very good. Uh, what else? Um, oh, I finished Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and boy, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was a game more what? entertaining or less entertaining than Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, probably more. See, the thing is, is like, it's weird because the first third of the game, I was like, man, I'm not really liking this. And then the second third, I was like, man, this is good. I'm glad I, I like stuck with it. This is a good game. And then the last third is just kind of bleh. <laughs> it ends you on the... You said it's not very long? No, it's, I think it's shorter than the second one, maybe the first one. It didn't feel very long. I had kind of been waiting on the final mission for a while because I figured, like, once it got to that point, maybe there'd be, like, a little bit ways to go left. But once you go to, like, the point of no return, as it calls it, it's, like, 20 minutes until the end of the game. And it just, like, didn't feel... Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there is a cool sequence towards the end of the game that I really liked, but I don't know. It was... I mean, it was fine. I played it for free. Whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, if they make another one, it's better. They're not right. It's the it's the last one. Well, I they left it so they could. I the the story at the end of the game almost went to a point that I would have liked it a lot more. It almost like did something really daring and would have been it would have earned a lot of points in my book. But then it backed out and it didn't do it, and I was upset. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, this game almost will have a good ending, and then it didn't. The ending was fine. Whatever. Anyway, like a 6 out of 10. What GameSpot gave it? <laughs> Pretty accurate. Um, well, you just you said their review was a little low last week, so now you're agreeing with it. Yeah, well, because last week I was... I'd probably just gotten to the last third section, so I was still riding the highs of the middle of the game. Um, I... Because I finished that, I'm fully back into God of War. Boy, that game's good. I'm. <laughs> why? Why were you wasting your time playing a not great game when you could have been playing God of War? Well, I was. Uh, see, I was thinking. I'm like, all right. If I really need to, I hopefully I'm gonna be buy buying a PS4 soon to take with me to school or something, and I can take God of War with me, and I can finish it there. But. I have like Xbox Game Pass is stuck here because I'm not gonna buy an Xbox One. So, yeah, whatever. Um, I'm back on God of War though. Uh, Story is going to some interesting places. I really, I'm at a point where I love the dynamic between boy and boy. dad, <laughs> dad Kratos. Um, God, they just had like this really great moment of uh, this great like scene of dialogue. I was like, oh, so good. Um, very good game though. I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I'll finish it before I go off to school. Um, and started watching The Boys on Amazon, and that, yeah, that, heard it's good. Yeah, it's good. I uh, the biggest problem with it is it's like very gray, and it kind of looks like a like a Snyderverse DC movie in terms of like just visuals. Great. Yeah, great. <laughs> 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 but um it 
it's really good. I, I started watching it thinking, oh, you know, I might enjoy it, but it's it's just very interesting the ways because it's not your typical superhero show. Um, and the character, none of the characters are like good. All of the characters, the superheroes and the uh, vigilantes are all like just anti-heroes. So it's kind of interesting to see that play out. Um, I think that's it pretty much. I'm waiting for uh, Mindhunter Season 2 comes out this week. I'll have boys finished by then. And the new Invader Zim movie comes out on Friday. Uh, that's a that's a blast from the past. I know. I I love Invader Zim. So if any of you I've listen- not seen it. it I, it's is that an Adult Swim? No, it's Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah, but it's like really adult for Nickelodeon. I I I remember it. I don't I never watched it. I highly recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. But they it kind of became a cult classic. It wasn't popular when it first came out. It's a cult classic since then. Um and so the creator finally came back to make a continuation movie and I'm really excited to see it. It premieres on Netflix this Friday. So, wow. What a time to be alive. What huh? a time. Uh, what about you, Jimmy? What have you been doing? I finally crossed off a movie on my watch list that had been there for a long time and exceeded my pretty high expectations. I liked it quite a bit enjoyed it quite a lot Mm -hmm. it seemed right up my alley it's an older movie didn't know how well visually it was going to hold up i was very impressed this week i watched john carpenter's the thing oh yeah have you seen it yay jimmy you finally Finally saw saw it it. i love that movie i think it is so much better than the original halloween that it's it i can't (laughs) believe john carpenter made both of those movies i um i liked it quite a bit I can I can definitely tell that uh, I can understand like the criticisms of it that it's a little bit derivative of Alien, mm. but um, I may have enjoyed it more than Alien. I would have to rewatch Alien to confirm that. I quite liked it. It's really weird seeing that young of a Kurt Russell. Yeah, but I was just so impressed with the visual stuff, yeah, the effects. Right? I thought it was going to look so cheesy, and it did not. Like there are some disturbing images in it that are still disturbing to this day Mm -hmm. and incredibly entertaining i mean of course people do stupid things in it yeah in from places but they also do smart things in it which is great and i just like it because it's like um it's like the evolution of the whodunit Mm -hmm. because it's like it's not just a whodunit it's like the who is it sort of thing like the mystery like there's no end to the mystery like the mystery keeps going and I like how it's, you know, the ending I thought was quite satisfying. Um, I I think there may have been a, a few too many characters. Like if there had just been like six, I think what, that would have been ideal. You could get a little bit into more of a characterization of them. Sure. But like overall, very entertaining. I dug it. Some of the best dog acting in any movie. Yeah. I got to say, give that dog an Oscar. <laughs> I'm sure it's long dead. Give it him a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Give that dog a biscuit. Wilford Brimley's um, in it. Is that the name of the dog? Wilford. No, Wilford Brimley. He's the <laughs> I know. Wilford. <laughs> the diabetes guy. The diabetes. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he's I uh, I mean just look him up. I don't know what his character's name is or even particular but he is one of the I think he's one of the main guys. Okay, that's interesting. I did not notice that. 
Um, it's based on a book that came out in the 30s, or a story, anyway. I don't know if it was. It might have been a short story of some sort, or a short book. It's a short um, story, and then it was made into a movie in the 50s. Yeah, the movie in the 50s is based on it, not quite the same. The John Carpenter movies, I looked up the synopsis of the book, or the story, and it is very similar to the the uh, original content. Um, quite similar, which um, I think I thought it was better. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really good. I like don't fix what's not broken. So yeah. I I liked it quite a bit. It exceeded my expectations, and I thought it was right up my alley. I like those mystery movies. I like the sci-fi elements of it. It's good. Yeah. I liked it. I would highly recommend it to anybody. It holds up really well, unlike the first Halloween, in my opinion. Oh, Wilford Brimley plays Dr. Blair. He's actually the second really? Bill. That's a, yeah, okay. That's I, that's who I thought, but I wasn't sure. That's very interesting. Um, the, the, inter- the other interesting thing about it is it has a whole Ennio Morricone soundtrack that was unused. Yes. Yes. Okay. I think we... I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast th- last week or we off might have, I, the podcast. I don't remember. We might, we might have talked about it afterward. But, um, yeah, good. Any more kind of good score. Um, you can listen to the rest of the score in The Hateful Eight, pretty much. Yeah, it's <laughs> in, it's so interesting going uh, going back and finding that score on, uh, like, Spotify or whatever. Um, and then be like, hey, that's in The Hateful Eight. That's in The Hateful Eight. Some good songs. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I did that, and so that was the big movie I watched. I've been watching South Park, still funny. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Great satire. And uh, can, keeping that uh, plugging away at The Witcher, not as much this week as last week. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think um, I got if I would add something to my thoughts on The Witcher so far, like if I had to review it right now, I think I'm about like a third of the way through the story. Okay. I would give it like an 8 out of 10. I don't. I hope it picks up a little bit more. It's it's incredibly small scale. Like I mean, it's a big world, but like the story is incredibly small, mm-hmm. which is a good thing and a bad thing at the same time for me. Because I'm like, I'm I kind of want to get into like an epic battle thing or something, or just have because it's like a war is going on and you see the effects of the war, but you don't really see the war itself. Sure. And um, I just think it doesn't have any. There hasn't been any set pieces so far i mean you've kind of fought some monsters but it's not like you know god of war when you're fighting that dragon thing or whatever oh yeah you know there hasn't been a big set piece in it and maybe there won't be in the game i'm just like i've been like oh man i would just be so much more into this if the story got a little bit bigger and i'm all for contained stories but like this one just it's not that interesting to me you're basically just searching for a person and doing a whole bunch of like tasks in order to just get a little bit of information about this person okay and hopefully you know it builds from there i don't know how where it goes i haven't had it spoiled so maybe it it takes off and it's great and whatever but you know all the side stuff i'm really liking the leveling is a little weird um but i won't go into huge tangent about it right now that's what i've been doing um i'm thinking i want to watch scream this week there you go i gotta yeah. see that one and we can talk about it i watched the twins blow their division lead that's what i was doing all week goodness gracious those are words those are words <laughs> be glad you don't like sports holding it's just a bunch of pain yeah i know so uh yeah there you go 
Nice. Is that our podcast for the week? I think so. I don't really have much to add. Yeah. Well, next week we'll uh, we'll do something. No guarantees. Yeah. I mean, not that we ever <laughs> guarantee, should guarantee anything, as as shown by this week. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll have a great episode for you sometime. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, we, we'll guarantee that week. much. So uh, yeah, there you go. You know all our social media stuff. Email us at email us at toppodcast at gmail dot com. T O M P podcast at gmail dot com. Facebook that one movie podcast. Top Twitter at top podcast. Uh, Patreon that one movie podcast. Top feel feel free to support us there. Feel free to support us on Anchor FM. We greatly appreciate it if you'd like. Um, and just keep listening. That more than anything, give us a review on iTunes, yeah. Spotify, if you can. I'm not sure. Um, but thank you for listening. Uh, we've had some loyal listeners, and it's cool. Yeah. I didn't think you know that many people would uh, stick around, especially with you know Holden being a sandbagger <laughs> and Jimmy being a tyrant. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. Literally, when, whenever we're off air, Jimmy's just, like, commanding me to do things. Get back in the closet. Like, this week, he's like, Holden, go see scary movies to tell in the dark. <laughs> I was like, Holden, what movie are we going to see this week? And he decided this. So, if you didn't like it, it's your fault. <laughs> it's his fault, not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. See you later. Bye. Love you. Have a good one.